Do we want to keep telling crazy stories, or do we just kind of like want to talk right about random car stuff that's going on right now? Um, I'm not sure that I have any more stories to tell. Uh, you do, but we just haven't thought of them right now. Okay. Um, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. So what, do y'all want to talk about the new Supra? Because I kind of want to talk about I it. I figured that you did. I actually talk had, about the new Supra. I actually had the... Uh, I pulled up the webpage. Or a, a, a webpage. Yeah, I did too. So I had a very long, like... I don't want to call it an argument, but it was because it wasn't like we weren't here's the problem. each other, but me and Billy Morrow had a whole back Here's the point. problem with your discussion with Billy Morrow. Yeah. Billy Morrow loves Toyota Supras yep. and loves BMWs. Yep. This car is literally his wet dream. I guess, but like, I don't have a problem. I mean, I do kind of dislike BMWs in general, but not. I don't like hate them. And like, if it was a Toyota Supra, like if it was a Toyota car... And they put the BMW engine in it because just to keep the purity of the straight six in there. Yeah. I could get that, and I don't wouldn't necessarily have a problem with that. But the fact that literally every single thing on the car except for the body is BMW. Well, even the, I mean, even the bumpers are stamped. Yeah. With BMW. Like the logos. only thing on it is Toyota styling. Toyota yeah. did absolutely nothing on the car at all. So it's not it's not even a Toyota. It is a BMW with Toyota badges on it, and I hate it. Yeah. Like, I just I don't know because for me the Supra was always Toyota's like this is what we can do. Here's all of our engineering and all of our effort poured into... It's like the Corvette for GM. It's all of their effort poured into one car. But Toyota hasn't done that since the 90s? Has it really been that long? Since the last Supra, yeah. Which which ended in what, 2001? uh, Do do you want to count Lexus? Because the the Lexus F cars are sick. I mean, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of... That that noise is how I feel about this car. Well, okay. All I have to say about the new Toyota Supra is that at least they are trying again. I guess. How much like, does it cost? It's start the, 40? the the well no the the six. I don't know if we're getting the four cylinder in this country. The six cylinder one starts at forty nine nine ninety five. Okay. So it's fifty grand. I just I can't help but think that because Toyota has not done this for a long time, excepting potentially the F cars. Um, that for them to have developed a car would have taken either a decade which or it would have cost twice as much I'm with you except for the fact that they have all of the ingredients for this car on the shelf already all you need is an RCF chassis throw the BMW engine in it I don't care Sure. And buy, and buy an engine. I, I and I put can't. a put a Supra body on it. Put Toyota badges on it. That's your Supra. The the IS or the R, RCF is already a two door rear wheel drive sports car, ish. It's really heavy, but like make it lighter with less luxury stuff, and just make it a Supra. That's all you have to do, and it would be perfect. I would argue that you could even take like a GT86 chassis. Yeah. Throw the Lexus. Is it a VX or a four cylinder turbo? From the RX, or not the RX? What's that other SUV? Well, they have the the current LS five hundred has a twin turbo, a four hundred and sixteen horsepower twin Ooh. turbo V six in it. Well, you can't put that in that car. I you mean, absolutely could. And not from the factory, you could not put that in a GT eight six chassis. No. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but put that in an RCF chassis. 
So you could have gone two ways. Use the RCF chassis and with, with the twin turbo V6 and sell it for 60 grand, which is roughly what an, but old, that would... su- so an old Supra was 40 grand back in the day or more. Was it? Which now is like, like what, 60 grand? Something like that? So sell it for 60 grand now. Or take it like what Nissan did with the R35 GTR. Sell it for 110 grand, but base it on off that new, what is it, the LC500, the crazy high-end Lexus? Yeah. Yeah. That it, would be perfect. They have all the ingredients on the shelf. And I agree. To, to be, to be I, devil's advocate for myself, I think that they could have made... A ninety thousand dollar car, and it and, took them ten and, years, and people would buy it. I think mm-hmm. that the hype for a Supra is big enough yeah. that the market would support a. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a market analyst. I don't yeah. really know, but um, they have people that are smarter than me doing this kind of job. But the point is, like, I, 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 we don't have the benefit of having been around for the release of the last Supras, mm-hmm. the third, you know, the fourth gen, third, oh. third and fourth gens. Okay. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but they were like, they did things that other cars didn't do. Yeah. Right. They were technical, technologically that, that's, impressive. That's twin turbo system. The, the third gen turbo. certainly was. The fourth gen was not so much because by the time the fourth gen finally came around, you already had the Z32, which had been out for like three years. Yeah. Uh, the the FD RX7, the NSX, there were other cars that were powerful and fast. And as a matter of fact, the but like the the third gen did did um the third gen was a not, very the third gen was super advanced. It was a yeah. spaceship, right? Yeah. Right. It had freaking electronically adjustable suspension in nineteen and like a digital dash cluster. I, I don't I don't know enough about them. Did the fourth gen not do something like that? Did it not have things? Not like really. it had nothing remarkable. The no? best the, okay. the, the thing that made that car was the fact that you could tune the two JZ like yeah. crazy. As that, a matter of fact, when the fourth gen super came out, it sold very poorly. Yeah. It wasn't it was it was over overly priced mm-hmm. according to the market mm-hmm. so was the um, mr2 they killed the people, mr2 turbo early here yeah. because it was too expensive people in america did not like the fourth gen super when it was new nope um my boss has stories of people that he knew who was working at the toyota dealership that he left buying fourth gen twin turbo supras for like five thousand dollars, yeah, ten thousand dollars, because know. people were literally just trying to get rid of them. That was a very narrow window of time yeah. because they 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 basically depreciated for like the first couple of years and then they and then shot Fast and Furious right came up. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's here's my thing about the new Toyota Supra. I'm cool with it. I'm all for it. I really wish that they had done something else. I really wish that they had relaunched like a Corolla. Brought us something like what Ford did with the four-cylinder turbo Mustang. Like, just giving us, like, a little basic sports car, like... That's kind of that what the GT86 is. is. Yeah, but, it's, but the GT86 is crap. Yeah, that motor is no good. I want to see an all-Toyota sports car. Like, they, they could easily have, like, even just, like I said, taken the GT86, put, like, a turbo four-cylinder in it. From the Lexus. From the Lexus SUV, whichever one it is. Um, and... And then, then that would be it. That would be that would be a, a, a sports car. You know, manufacture that for like three or four years. Figure out what is wrong with that car, and then do the Supra. The problem with Toyota is they don't learn right now. Toyota right yeah. now is not a company that that makes a product, sees what's wrong with it, and then addresses it. Because right. literally from day one, every single person on the planet of Earth 
said the GT86 is a great mm-hmm. platform, but it has no balls. And it, and it has a torque dip right in the middle where yeah. it already doesn't have a lot of torque and it dips right in the middle. So, like, that car needed more power. And there's the aftermarket has proved there's tons of space in there for a turbo or a supercharger. Yeah. How hard would it be? The answer is not very, and Toyota will not do it. Yeah. And it's very could frustrating. It, could it have been a hybrid? That's what the rumors for the new MR2 is that it's going to be a hybrid. Is it the MR2? They're supposedly going to be bringing out a performance hybrid MR2, rumored. Is that anything like the RX Vision, which has been a concept for, if what, 12,000 years now? Yeah. That's another aspect of the Super that bugs me, because you brought it up. It's like, if they were going to design their own car, it would take, like, 10 years. They've had fucking 10 years. Uh, you know, with this car but they out. probably only decided three years ago to do it. You know what I mean? They've like, been yeah. teasing it for way longer than I that, know, though. but... I don't know. I'm still bitter about the fact that... I think it looks pretty rad. That's all I got to say about it. Still bitter about the fact that Mazda's doing nothing with the RX Vision concept. Do you expect them to bring a rotary back in? They were talking about this modern era. Well, they were. They when the RX Vision came out, they were talking about it was going to be a one rotor hybrid, like a performance hybrid. I mean, I guess I I don't know. I mean, like a like a like a like a Porsche. What's the the million dollar crazy hybrid? Uh, 918. Oh, the nine eighteen. Yeah. yeah, like a high performance hybrid. Like mm-hmm. and the the new NSX. They proved that that works. Yeah, like that's yeah. a that's a good. Way I don't to think it was going to be a hybrid in that manner, but it was just supposed to be a a, a gasoline generator, basically. Right. Uh, rotary engine generator. It's like a range range yeah. extender, like a Chevy Volt. Exactly. Um, and they've just done nothing with it. I mean, like at least with the. Uh, the Furai, you know. Oh God! They Rest brought some peace. of those design concepts into like the three series and the six series and mm-hmm. everything else. The RX the RX Vision just literally just sits there, as I uh, like. I don't know, like a a terrible cock tease. Yeah. I, I I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's the point of a concept car is to just generate hype about the brand, you know, in general. It's not my favorite okay. thing about the car industry, but I, I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's fair. I just, you know, everybody's been wanting a new RX-7 or a rotary-powered car sure, for so sure. long that for them to do that mm-hmm. would be almost more cruel than what Toyota's doing with the Super right now. I'm trying to pull up the guy right now on Instagram... Um, there's a guy, so for me personally, the, the Mazda Furi is the greatest looking car ever made. Oh, hands down. It is so beautiful. I love everything about it. There is a guy on Instagram. (laughs) If you go, if you go on Instagram and look up RPE Motorsports, he is built, he is custom building himself. (laughs) He is custom building himself a Mazda Furi replica and it's going to be powered by, I think a Cosmo... Turbo, turbo three rotor. Nice. And it, it it he's trying to keep it like as close to the original. Like he's he's three D printing pieces. He's basically remaking the whole dash, everything. Man. And it's it's insane. That's cool. How much money this guy's putting into it. Did you guys have you guys watched the newest episode of Grand Tour? Yes, I have. Oh, I have not. It came out like Friday, right? Yeah. yeah. Thursday, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Uh it was good. It was it was good. It was good. The 
I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but the onboard footage of the car that they sent around the track yeah. is bonkers. Yeah. I was listening to the smoking... That, that car is yeah. stupid. Yeah. I was listening to the Smoky Tire podcast, and they had... Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He was a producer at Top Gear, and he or he's like the writer. The lead mm-hmm. writer from Top Gear, and he's the lead writer on Grand Tour. And he was talking about how they really listened to the complaints from the first season mm-hmm. and really, really did a good job yes. trying to fix it for this yeah, season. So yeah, so it wasn't... Um, they did some... Like, like obviously, kind of. I don't want to. You remember? You remember the episode with the power boat in the first season? They're like racing power boats, or Clarkson's in a power boat, or something. And there's like, didn't they like build one or something? They like fake hit, like fake him crashing or blah blah. Yeah, it was like it was really stupid. Ultra and scripted. Like yeah. everybody knows, Top Gear was scripted yeah. broadly, but yeah. it still felt genuine. This one, Grand Tour so, season one. So there was there was like maybe one moment that was like okay, but. But it was way more subdued, and it was way. But it was just that one time, mm. really. You talking yeah. about this this latest episode? Yeah, yeah. What moment? When at the the end of the of the oh. circuit race. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. That was, but that was hilarious. It was though. funny. It was funny, yeah. and it was like that. That was really good, and it. it, it yeah, yeah. I I, I, I liked the results of that entire. Yes. That entire movie. It was great. I'm ex- I'm excited that there's going to be 13 episodes. Wow, they're doing that many, and that's amazing. Um, are they releasing them one one a week? Yeah, yes. Okay. Week. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it that I think they did away with the, uh, um, the guest, the guest, the guest, the guest. They still segment. have the American racing driver guy. The, no, the, it's the girl from the second season. Um, what's her name? Sabine Schmidt. No, it's not Sabine. No, the girl. It's it's, it's the girl. The female test driver that they have all through the second season. Yeah, it's not the American. It's not the American. Um, But like at the end of this episode, they're like, "Well, we have time for one more segment. Should we do the guest appearance or should we do this this other thing that we have prepared?" And they were like, "Well, who wants to see the guest segment?" Okay. Yeah. Which which is a okay by me. Yeah, was, literally. Yeah. Even on they, the yeah. even on the original Top Gear, everyone just fast forwarded through that. Yeah, thing. I liked I liked when they brought on F one drivers. Oh, when Michael Schumacher showed up as the Stig, that was the greatest thing yeah. in the and, world. And when Lewis Hamilton came on, mm-hmm. and then I think even, later Vettel came on, and even guests who had a history with cars. Yeah, Tom Cruise was a fun one. Yeah, Tom Cruise was good. Um, who was the other one that I'm trying to think of? Um. Um, oh, uh, Joey uh, from Friends. What's his name? He was a pretty good Matt one. Matt LeBlanc. I actually LeBlanc. liked him when he was hosting on the British Top Gear. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is the the lead singer from ACDC? Oh, um, not, uh, no. I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. But the he he, he was great every time he showed because he yeah. came back for other segments too. He was great on that yeah. show. Yeah, he when they um they redid the the affordable car or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. he came back and he did a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do. Slash, I do. Slash was fun. I do miss the affordable car bit of like yeah. part of Starting it. Starting a reasonable yeah. price car. Reasonable yeah. cars. Yeah. The Kia Seed. Seed. The C E apostrophe. Good news. Good news, everyone. 
James May. <laughs> what was that car? Dacia Sandero. James May is going to be Professor Farnsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, his teeth, though. This this episode that just came out, uh-huh. his teeth are bad. Did, did Have you seen notice. Clarkson's? Clarkson is actually pretty good looking in this one. He, 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 he must, he like must have had them fixed because they used to be real bad. I'm saying like it, generally, he I, I I don't know if he lost weight or what, but he looks much better in this in this episode. Yeah, good. Um, but but May looks fatter. His teeth are nastier. May I think May is low key the most talented of all of them. As far as like being a TV presenter and stuff, yeah, well, he's a wonderful TV personality. He was, yeah, yeah. He he is in a vehicle which you would not expect him to drive. Okay, is it like episode. a track car or something? No, no. Just watch it's, it for Christ's sake. Just watch it. It's okay. Can we just talk about it? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I care. I don't care. Okay, 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 all right. Okay, so. This is what they do. They go to Detroit, uh-huh. and they're gonna take the like. I heard the, he got robbed in Detroit for real. The, Did he? Yeah. That's funny. They're they're gonna take the biggest, like baddest of the muscle cars. Okay. From the three. Okay. From the big three. Right. No. So wait, just guess who was in each car. It's it's an RTR Mustang, a Demon, and a Hennessy. Uh, ZL1 Camaro. A Hennessy Exorcist. Yeah, Hennessy Exorcist. Uh-huh. Is May in the Exorcist? Yes. May is in a thousand horsepower Camaro. And he drives the piss out of it. He does. The whole episode. He ruins that car. I don't know. Like, somebody went in that car, and I don't know what they're getting back. Supposedly, supposedly the current Camaro is, like, low-key one of the greatest sports car chassis ever designed. Like, supposedly. That's what I've heard from multiple... That I mean, it might be a good stiff chassis, but there's still, it's still tank visibility. Well, yeah, the, nobody is saying it has good visibility. Yeah. But supposedly, like the modern, the modern Camaro is like a legit great sports car, like a driver's car, especially like the okay. ZL1. I don't know, man. I, I mean, it's been. I wouldn't know because I can't afford any of those cars. But. It's been like seven years since I've been in one of the new Camaros, but they, it was, it was heavy. It was. Numb, completely numb. I, I've I've heard nothing but glorious praise heaped upon the one LE package. Okay, so I don't know. Once again, can't afford even to look at one of those. Yeah, so. yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I'm not I'm, finding anything about James May being robbed in Detroit. No, I think it was Clarkson was, was oh. robbed in Detroit. Somebody, one of them was definitely mugged in Detroit. Who do you think were in the other two cars? Clarkson was probably in the Mustang. Yeah, because he 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 loves Fords. Of course he was. And May, I mean, uh, Hammond has always been had a hard on for the the new Charger Challenger. Yeah, Yeah, he he loves old school muscle cars. Mm -hmm. So, not talking about Grand Tour, but um, do y'all are y'all at all familiar with Doug Demuro? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, Jeremy Clarkson was robbed in Detroit in 1997. Oh, it was. He actually maybe... talks about that in this episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I was, I misheard. Um, so. I'm sorry, I, what do you say about Doug DeMuro? Doug DeMuro, if you don't know who he is, he's a guy on YouTube. He makes um, videos where basically he goes around, like, it's not all supercars, but it's a lot of supercars. He did, like, a Toyota Previa and stuff like that. But, um,. It's like he goes around different cars and is like, here's all the weird quirks about this car. Like, look at this weird label. Look where this switch is weirdly positioned in the car and stuff like that. 
And he's like wildly successful at it. Mm-hmm. I like Doug DeMiro because frequently he owns the cars that he reviews. So like he's had them for a few months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Most of his cars are viewer submitted. Most of okay. the cars on his channel are viewer submitted. However, he recently Oh, bought... okay. I'm sorry. I'm talking about like on the blog. What's oh. the blog that he does? Um, oh, uh, something. It's uh, Auto Trader Oversteer or something is like that. Is he the one that did the used to do the long term reviews for uh, Autoblog? Possibly. There was a there was a writer for Autoblog. Sorry to sidetrack your story. Uh, there was a there was a writer for Autoblog that used to do like like hundred thousand mile reviews on cars, and he would like take years wow. to review these cars. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow. One of, one yeah. of my favorite. They, I don't even know if they do it anymore, but Edmonds used to do suspension walk-around videos, or not videos, but articles, where they would get, like, one of my, the ones I remember the most was a, a Viper. They got a Viper and were, like, analyzing all of the, the geometry and the, the way the suspension was designed. They're like, this is basically a giant Miata, like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It was just, I love those articles. Anyway, Doug DeMiro. Shout out to Doug DeMiro, who will definitely never, never, ever listen no. to this. He, he can afford a Ford GT. He's not listening to this. <laughs> um, so he bought a Ford GT, like an oh, like you know, an early 2000s one, not mm-hmm. the new one. Um, but he he got it, and he, he went... It was like him and his wife or girlfriend like went to go get dinner or something. They parked on the side of the road at the top of this hill to watch the sunset or something. And they went to go get back in the car, and it wouldn't start. So... <laughs> He, he he talks about it in one of his videos, but he basically like pops the hood and <laughs> to, to like look at it. The front hood? The front hood. Of a Ford GT. Where the battery is. Yeah. And so like this guy comes, like walks by. I read about is, this. And he's like. I read about this. Yeah. The guy's like having some car trouble. And Doug's like, yeah. And the guy, <laughs> the guy goes, I got one of those up the street. And he's like. What? He's like, yeah, it's it's probably this and this and this. And Doug's like, okay. So the guy goes around and he comes back in a Corvette uh, ZR uh, Z06, a C7 Z06, and he pops the hood and he j- tries to help jump. He has a Ford GT also, which is California, right? There yeah, right. Him. Yeah. Um, but he, so there's a picture on his Instagram of his Ford GT being jumped by a Corvette Z06, which wow. is absolutely hysterical. I read about that. That was that was a great story. Yeah. But I mean, where where the frick else in the world are you gonna have your Ford GT break down and then have another Ford GT owner walk yeah. by, like, God. Yeah. That's funny. There's a guy on my Instagram right now saying that. Who just commented like five minutes ago? Shout out to whoever you are, saying that Fieros are better than MR2s. Mm. Better than MR2s. Better than MR2s. Oh cool. man! All right. New episode. Cool. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Uh, so sidebar: I want a Cadillac Elante. Why? Because I don't know. You're a bad I'm dumb. person. I'm real dumb. <laughs> For the same reason that I want a Pontiac Fiero. I mean, the Cadillac Elante is I basically would, just I wouldn't mind having a Fiero. Fiero, but I will never ever say that it's better in any way than yeah. MR2. No, I, I would disagree with that completely. I really hope this man is strolling you. I, I don't know. I mean, I get it. If you're Fiero, like from my perspective, any affordable mid-engine sports car is a positive thing. So, power to the Fiero owners. Love you guys, but sorry. MR2s yep. are better. Yeah. In literally every way. Except for maybe catching on fire. 
Yeah, we don't catch on fire as much. Sorry, I guess you win. <laughs> uh, Do you guys watch uh, Vin Wiki on YouTube? I'm familiar with it, but I don't watch on the radio. No, I'm not. I absolutely love that channel. Mm. It's it's full of people that I want to be. <laughs> it's it is this. It's just a it's just a channel about guys telling car stories and like that dude in blue has been on there. Oh, okay. Um, what? No, come on, don't hate on him. He's he seems like a very nice dude. Oh, just all these people have been on there, and it's 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 run Who's by from Richmond. Be nice. It's run. Wait, by, was one of those Fieras in '88? Yeah, the red one was. Yeah. So I saw two. I saw my Instagram. I saw two Fieras in the junkyard today. Shortly after I said, "Hey, Brian Bergner, shout out to Brian Bergner," and also Jamie Taylor, who owns River City Speed, which is a very fine establishment yeah. in the Richmond area. I highly suggest you go there. Um, yeah, you should definitely, absolutely, have taken that rear suspension cradle. I, okay, here's the thing about that. First of all, I had literally a little plastic baggie of interior, like like screwdrivers to take interior oh, units off. Okay. So I could not have done that. Second of all, how they would have charged so much money for that because it's cap and they overcharge uh, for everything. I mean, maybe that is, that is. Third true. of all, if I did find someone that wanted it, I would have had to like pallet ship that thing, and I'm not about to do that. Somebody would have paid you for that. I really? promise. Is it you. that much of a difference? It I don't know Fieras at all. It absolutely. I know they is. got better and better and better towards the end, but I don't know. No, well, no, it was literally the exact same suspension until '88 when they went oh. from like a single wishbone McPherson strut to a double wishbone. Oh. Uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Like actual how it was set nice up. suspension. Like a good, a yeah. good suspension. A GM likes to do that. They'll build, they'll build something crappy well, and, and make it better, and then right as it's about to become was, great, they exactly. Kill it. The problem was that that car, the '88, outhandled the Corvette, and Chevrolet was like, nah, 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 and canceled the whole thing. And now they're actually making a mid-engine Corvette because it's better. Yeah. So, what do y'all think about the Porsche bubble? Have y'all heard at all about this? No. Oh, man. Okay. So, at my job, I can basically listen to podcasts all day. So, all I do is listen to podcasts, like, all day, every day. So, all I hear on all these automotive podcasts is about Porsche this and Porsche that and Porsche this. And everybody's buying Porsches. And it's like, people are dropping insane amounts of money on these old Porsches that used to be worth ten grand, but now you can't get for less than $70,000. Yep. And it's like... Like Matt Matt okay. Farrow was talking about how he just got a Safari nine eleven built, and he was talking about how the dollars per horsepower return on an air cooled nine eleven to get like four hundred horsepower to one of those you have to spend like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes, which is like it's just like the NSX or uh, is the NSX no yeah. the S two thousand it's just like it's the S two thousand as good as it can get it's literally already as good as it can get yeah um, the NSX do is you kind of that way too until you turbo it. Or put headers on it. If you put headers on an NSX and get rid of those stupid... So, alright, so... Unless I'm mistaken, the NSX comes with the J35Z1. Sort of. Which has, like, a built-in header in the head. In the new NSX? No, 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 the the first-gen NSX. I'm pretty sure it's bolt-on headers, because I've seen exhaust systems for those. Um, That may be, but... The it's basically the second, a the second series version. with the fixed headlights. Okay. I'm pretty sure they had the ones. Where that would the, be very surprising to me, but okay. I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't remember. But but this is true also of Accords and TSXs and TLs, 
with the V6 in it. The TSX is heavy. I guess maybe not the TSX. TL is definitely the TL for sure. They've got like a single outlet in the cylinder head for the exhaust, which is first of all just stupid. But second of all, the converter is literally right there. Yeah. So all you have to do is replace that header downpipe thing. It's not a header with anything else and you immediately gain like 10 horsepower per side. Nice. So it yeah, it's it's that's I mean that's the biggest return on on any money investment for horsepower that I've ever seen. But I mean I'm sure those downpipes are not cheap. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I'm sure like OBX on eBay probably makes something for that too now. But yeah. But anyways, going back to what you said about Porsches, do you remember when David Quinn had? Yeah. Yeah, like that, a 944, right? Uh, no, 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 it was a 911. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the Blackbird from Wanga Midnight. Um, and he, Quinn. it didn't run. What? I said shout out to David Quinn again. Yeah, yeah. Um, who? Yeah. Anyways, um, so. But he, so he was trying to, he was trying and trying and trying to sell that car. And I just remember at one point he came to me and he was like, look, you can have this car for like $5,000. Yeah. Because it was costing him an arm and a leg just to keep it up. Yep. Well, it never, I don't think he ever actually got it to run to where like he registered and everything. I thought he did. He was driving it around at one point because I saw him in it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, when it wasn't running, he offered it to me for like $5,000 at one point, and I was like, man, I just don't think that it's worth it. Oh my god. I know, right? And now it's worth like fifty grand. Uh, I don't even least. know. They're, they're so expensive. It depends. Porsche people get real nitty-gritty with the details on yeah. it, because like, there are so many little changes. But even here. still, it's absolutely worth more than five grand. Oh, I mean, yeah. even if it was not running... You can't even get a 914 for five grand now. Yeah, I I bet you could, but mm, I'll bet you could. Maybe if it's like a rust pile. Eh. There was a one nine four four or nine two four. One of those mm-hmm. front engine cheaper Porsches in the junkyard, and there was a horde of people <laughs> in it today. Nice, it's crazy. Those things are wild. Man. I didn't even go near it. I was just like, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to mm. like these people will shoot me if I go over there. So. It looked. Like, I would have. It looked like a lemon steam or something. A what? Oh, oh, okay. All right, that's funny. I would have at least tried to climb under it just to look. I just want to see how the transmission is laid out in that car. It's in the back. Yeah, I know. They have a torque tube. It's like a Corvette. They have a torque tube. Yeah. And well, that's. I mean, that's what I've always imagined. It's got like something like that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just. I would. I would want to see it. I, I don't know. It's a neat idea, and I guess it keeps the weight distribution good. But then it puts all the weight. Like, you can still have the engines really far forward, and then the transmission's hanging out the back. So it's like, you've got 50-50 weight distribution. Well, is the, well that's what I want to know. All the weight like, is at the end. Is the transmission, like, is it engine drive shaft transmission differential, like a Corvette? Or is it engine drive shaft differential transmission, like a Ferrari? Or not like not a Ferrari, but... Um, the GTR. I guess the GTR. I th- I th- my understanding is that it's like the GTR has like it's it's the rear end. It's it's like a transaxle, all right there. It's all one thing, just oh, and with axles coming out. Because like on the Corvette, the Corvette literally has it's so all right. So for a GM like say like a Chevrolet truck, a, a fifteen hundred Silverado, you've got the engine. And a 4L60 transmission, which is bolted to the back of the engine. Yeah. And then a drive shaft that goes to a differential. Mm-hmm. In the Corvette, you've got the engine, 
a bell housing adapter that goes to what we call the boom tube that or the space gun that that bolts to the front of the 4L60 transmission. It's literally the exact same transmission with an adapter. Huh. Bolts it to the front of it. It sends power through it in exactly the same way, and then the differential is bolted to the back of the transmission. Interesting. Yeah. No, I believe I believe on the, the Porsches it is a transaxle. It is all one piece. Okay. Like, I think the GTR, the R35 GTR is the same way. Because hmm. I, I want to say, like, on the Ferraris and, like, like pictures that I've seen of F1 cars, like the engine bolts to the differential, and then like it, there's like a shaft that sends power through the differential to the transmission, and then like the transmission sends power like back through to the differential. You know what I'm saying? I have it's, no idea. Where like the transmission a, hangs way out over the back, like what you're talking about. Have you ever seen a Subaru transmission? Yeah, yeah, of course. Same, I've removed several. Same thing. Porsche yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with the axles at the front. Yeah, Porsche, yeah, yeah. Porsche yeah. transaxles are similar. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a good point. So like what uh, for using in like a go kart or some other yeah. shenanigans application? We should yeah. consider that at some point. So what mechanical things have you been working on lately? No, well, like, I worked other, on three X Terras. I was week. gonna say other, <laughs> other than your job, like personally, like on the RX Seven or something. Like, um, what have you been doing? The RX Seven is running really well right now, so I'm not trying to touch it. <laughs> um, I have I I, I got the uh, injectors uh, cleaned and flowed and balanced and got the new seals and everything put in two weekends ago. Um, and, oh, I have replaced the, basically the throttle position sensor, because mine was throwing a code. And that fixed it? That, well, sort of, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure. So <laughs> real confident on that one. Well, so the idiot cluster in the RX-7 is like, it, it, all right, so in the RX, the FC RX-7 anyways, there's not actually any, any, there are no lights in the cluster itself. All of your warning lights are in this little idiot cluster, they call it, that sits up in the center of the dash. Um, so you have everything up there from seat belts, door ajar, hatch open, your check engine light is up there, um, your um, low coolant and your low oil pressure warning lights are all up there. Um, and notoriously, this, this idiot cluster in the FCRX7s have terrible solder joints from the factory. Um, I did go through this one like 12 years ago. Um, and just resoldered it. Resoldered everything. I don't know that I did a really good job because I was not good at things back then. <laughs> um, so, so, what was happening was the check engine light was coming on, and I was getting a code when I checked it for the throttle position sensor. Now, I don't have that code anymore, but what's happening is that, like, anytime I accelerate hard, the check engine light, like, flashes and flickers and stuff. So I'm not really sure that I ever actually had a problem with the throttle position It sounds kind of like an electrical connection issue. I think that it's just that idiot cluster going bad again. I hope also, that's Also, is. is, is, aren't you running solid aluminum mounts? Yes. So that could be the vibrations just doing weird things to those connections. That may also be, but it's really not that bad, honestly. I well, it's mean, a rotary. It's very yeah. smooth. It goes... Hmm. The vibration... I, I mean, I don't, I don't even notice it. 
besides that, I'm not really working on anything right now. Um, I do some side work from time to time, but... Did you ever get the seat situation remedied? Uh, no, I don't know. I, I need to modify. I've got I've got floor mounted seat rails that I need to modify, and then they'll work pretty well. Um, but I just gotta like trim them down because they don't fit my my American fat boy racing seats properly. Um, and then I've got all the suspension parts that I need to get back in. Um, I've got to do the brakes at some point. Um, I really want to do the, uh, uh, the shifter. I swapped in a shifter from an S4 and the rubber part, like inside the shaft that, so the shaft comes up to the transmission and there's rubber insulation and then the actual shifter goes around that rubber mm -hmm. and all that rubber is kind of loose. So I want to get all that out and, uh, weld something to it. Either weld it or just like, you know, urethane it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have got to get a differential for that car. Is it bad? Like I didn't, I didn't realize that. Was no, bad. I mean it's good. It's a good four ten, but it's 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 an it, it was supposed to be an LSD differential, and it's not. It's just worn out. So I've either got to fix it or. Is it a clutch type or? It's a clutch type, yeah. Um, and I could rebuild it, I guess, or I could shim it or something. I haven't really decided what I'm going to do with that yet. There's the list of things that I need to do to that car is pretty long right now. Is that the and like I said, the diff? no, no, not even a little bit. Um, the list of things that I should do to that car is really long, but like I said, it's finally running again and it's running properly right now, so I don't really want to touch it. <laughs> I, I just want to drive it. That's cool. Yeah. I just got, I finished putting the rear toe arms in the Corolla, although now I'm kind of thinking back on it, because I had to delete the the stock <clears throat> adjustment, like, eccentric cam sleeve things to adjust the rear toe, and I deleted those and put in adjustable length arms, and I welded in washers. Yeah to, you know, center that bolt so it's not slopping around in that that elongated bolt hole. But I'm wondering if those washers are up to the task. I might end up cutting out, like, metal plates and, like, putting them in where those eccentric bolts went and just welding those plates in instead. No, I'm sure you're fine. But because all that's... What's, what's really holding that arm there is the tension between the bolt and the frame. Yeah. Um, the washer is not really doing anything except just keeping it holding. generally centered. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. You're fine, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see. If I go, or if I if I put the sticky tires on it and take it around the track, and all of a sudden I have weird rear toe, we'll know what Which, happened. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm super excited about that, just because I was trying to align it last year and like I could not get the rear toe to do anything rational because it was all I was doing was twisting the bushing because it was all seized together so that should be good I do have a giant hole in the exhaust now though I found while I was doing that like right where the okay. pipe where the pipe goes over the control arms and then down into the muffler you have absolutely the worst luck with exhaust it's piping. so bad dude it's true. I don't understand oh my god yeah okay so like la last year or the year before the exhaust on my MR2, which literally, I'm not exaggerating here, was the last new supercharged OE exhaust from Toyota in, like, as far as I know, North America. 
Like, it was the last one, and I bought it. And I put it on the car, because my old HKS1 rusted to pieces, which is sad, because that exhaust sounds freaking amazing. But, that exhaust rusted so bad that it just sheared off at the cat. Like, the flange to the cat just sheared off. And the whole exhaust just kind of drooped down and kind of sort of fell off on the highway. So, I basically recreated the stock exhaust out of, like, generic parts to fix it. And now it sounds like ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just, I, I don't, I, for whatever reason, 80s Toyotas and you. Which is all I've had, basically, yeah, except for the Matrix. You're just, you're exhaust, you just have all these weird exhaust problems. I, I don't understand it, like. Well, to be fair, the exhaust that's on the Corolla is not original. It's very yeah. clearly hacked together from Universal Pieces by some muffler shop. But it has a hole, and i got to fix it. You just you just need to find somebody with a TIG welder and get some stainless stuff made. I actually have wire for welding stainless. I just don't have the right gas. Mm. Which, I have no gas right now, so <laughs> maybe I'll just get both. You know, and then go bring it in. Also, stainless exhaust pieces are annoyingly expensive. The stupid little Y-pipe yeah. merger piece yeah. was $85 to make my downpipe. Yeah. Just for that. So stupid. There's a guy on Instagram. I believe it's low speed high fun is his handle on Instagram. He has a... a an the FX, guy with the red FX-16? Uh, I don't know if it's red or, or not. But he made a um, SolidWorks file for mm-hmm. how to cut out a sheet of aluminum and where to bend it to make a rear hatch spoiler, like the Starlet style spoilers. Oh, cool. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm gonna, um, at some point, I'm gonna grab a sheet of aluminum from probably like Metal Market Place or whatever it's called. And uh, there's a guy locally who has a. Uh, I don't know if CNC is the right word, but he has like the the automated um, milling machine, where you like plug in a SolidWorks thing and it follows the pattern in in the CNC is the right word. Yeah, CNC machine, and uh, yeah, check out uh, Solar. Oh God, now I can't remember the name. It's like Solar Solar something. Bert is the guy. Hey Bert. Um, is he local? Yeah. Okay. Do you know that um, solar mill? That's it, solar mill. His his whole shop is run off of solar panels. Which oh, okay. Is super rad. Um, but he he said it's mostly he a wood shop. Yeah, but yeah. he he said he could cut out. He can cut aluminum. He, he could cut aluminum yeah. with it. Um, especially if I if I gave him the SolidWorks file because he could yeah. just plug it right in. Right. So that'd be sweet. Yeah. Once once I have some money for that because I think the machine time is like a little over two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever heard of Jace Fab? I feel like I have. He's also in Richmond. He does that stuff too. Oh, cool. He also does powder coating and. Ooh. I mean, he does every, anything fabrication you can think of. He does it. I'm too cheap for powder coating. I just use Rattle Can. Well, yeah. Because I am a poor, a poor boy. <laughs> I am not working on anything right now, excepting um, making some. Alternator brackets. Alternator brackets. Oh, are you, are you like really taking that on? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Okay. We're gonna do that for Clayton. We're gonna we're um, gonna make super low budget versions of, of yeah, the well, NST alternator pulleys for four AGs. Yeah, I, the four AG alternator tensioner mechanism is overbuilt. Not, it's not good. It's a terrible design. Um, it's one of those little slider bracket thingies, and there's no reason that it needs to be 
it's like five pieces. It's yeah. Oh, the factory one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah factory, the factory one. Yeah. And the NST Garbage. one is like way overbuilt. Yeah, the, the NST one is like these two two hind joint like spherical bearing like things with a you know a, a turnbuckle a, a turnbuckle in the middle. And there's no reason that they need to be hind joints. Like it just needs to be a bolt. A bolt. You know, just like a steel bushing. You know, on either end. So I'm gonna. Um, I found. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna use um, brass sleeve bushings mm. and just make essentially just a piece of pipe welded together, but you know with it with an adjust an adjustment in the middle of it. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. So the problem is I need to buy uh, a left hand tap so that you can actually. Oh yeah. So you don't have to take off one end and spin that right, around. Right. You can. You, I, I want to build it so you can just put a wrench on it and just yeah. mm, tighten it down and then lock nuts. You know. Yeah. To keep it in place, but. The 4AGZ does not have that problem. It has a proper tensioner pulley, as it should. I'd like to see your end result, too, because um, my uh, the alternative bracket on my FC is a similar design. It's not oh. exactly the same, but I feel like I could probably adapt it. Probably. Um, Just probably different lengths. Yeah. And I, I, I so badly want a Miata again. Okay. Um, I, I mean, hey, when you're Volkswagen... When you're done with the Volkswagen, you get an ND. <laughs> yeah. Not that expensive. Yeah. I just... All things considered. Yeah. I have been trying to rub pennies together for the better part of a year. You know what's wicked cheap right now? Mm-hmm. Is the NCs. And they, yeah. all, they had retracting hardtop options. I don't like NCs, though. Nobody does. That's why they're cheap, but they're good cars. <laughs> but I just don't like them. That's fair. I just don't. I don't know. I, I can't... Put it into words. They're ugly. They're, they're, they're ugly. not. Really, really they're not ugly. attractive. No, they're not attractive. They're, then people say the facelift made it better. I guess it but did. It's still bad. It did make it better. It didn't make it good. No. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. But I so I, I've been trying to rub pennies together, and I thought I, I was getting close, and like I could have been able to maybe buy one last summer, and then. I had to rebuild the GTI. Yeah. And that was very, very expensive. Yeah. Um, Volkswagen. Yeah. Uh, so, and then I was getting closer again uh, this year, and bad things happened, so. Life. I, it's fun. Yeah, life is, life is great. Um, but anyways. I felt um, so bad having to tell Jamie. I saw Jamie at the junkyard. I felt so bad having to tell Because I've been, for like two years, I've been telling him I want him to put a roll bar in the Corolla. Mm-hmm. And like I was, this year I was finally like, dude, this winter we're putting a roll bar in this thing, mm-hmm. and like I had to tell him I was like, dude, I just had to pay for many thousands of dollars for a dog's knee surgery. I yeah. can't do it this year. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. he does such good work, I feel so bad. I want I want all the things. Yeah, it's true. Things. I will tell you, um, we got a uh, a Ford Transit. Ooh. Uh, is, cool. is my new work vehicle okay like, like the long wheelbase tall yes. tall boy can stand up in it awesome mobile it's, workshop yeah it's it's uh it's pretty slick yeah yeah i'm a fan yeah. it it drives like an absolute <laughs> boat but i don't <laughs> care it's sweet it's sweet so um i think uh tom drives one of those for his job too i'm pretty i'm pretty pumped my my boss is a car guy uh and uh, he wants to do fun things, so it's this. This year is looking really good for our company. 
and uh, hopefully we get to do a lot of fun things this year. So fun things are good. There's a solid chance he'll be at Hyperfest. Nice. Yeah. Um, my uh, service writer's father also drives a Ford Transit, but it's not a Connect. It's like a completely, like fully optioned, like alloy wheels, red, full windowed transit it's mm-hmm. weird like it's a the passenger weirdest thing transit ever. yeah have you seen it's got the, a full like, interior oh my gosh what is it called hang on the dodge one no 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 the transit uh hang on. fun story about the whatever the dodge version of the transit is i can't remember what it's called the sprinter van i guess the sprinter's the great big one may i don't know we had one at the body shop when i was at priority and it's 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 obviously it's an fca product the radiator shroud had to come from Italy and they were in the middle of like their they they were like changing plastic manufacturer like suppliers. Uh. So we had a Ford or a, the the Dodge whatever transit thing and it sat in our shop for like three or four months because we were waiting on a freaking radiator shroud from Italy. Wow. It's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, here it is. This is the the Euro R Spec Transit. Oh my God! I would, what? I would, I would daily, I would daily drive the ever loving shit out of that. Oh my God! It's it's like a lowered like two hundred and some odd horsepower EcoBoost Transit. Oh like, my god. What did you call it? The R Spec. R Spec. Has yeah. no rear window. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, um, it's got these like amazing, uh, these amazing like Holy racing Christ. wheels. <laughs> you know so what this good. is? This is the. Um, it's like a Focus ST drivetrain. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh Man- my God. Manual gearbox. Apparently, it handles like. If I lived overseas, I would just have this. This is what this would be. I would track this. That's this what I'm saying. Dude. That's what was that old '80s Ford Transit Supervan? The Supervan, the Ford Transit Supervan. Did you guys ever hear about that? Yes, that's the one that raced against the Minis in like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah. had like a Cobra center-mounted Cobra engine. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that amazing. thing. Look at that. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a good one. Wow. Okay. Um. But the yeah, that's like it's like a a new version of that that's really cool I love this Transit R-Spec it's sweet isn't yeah. it oh my god there's a Ford Transit Superman Hot Wheels with yeah well that's what that's what made me think of it um, I, so like since since we decided to get a Transit like eight months ago or something mm-hmm. like that Jesse and I will just send each other like like videos of transits drifting and like I sent him a link to buy an R-Spec and like all this wow. stuff and he's like yeah didn't, didn't Sabine Smith drive a Transit around Nordschleife? The Nürburgring? Yeah, it was just like a regular one, though. It wasn't anything special. Okay. She And she did it in like 10 minutes, and that's why, like, for if you can't get anything around in 10 minutes, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, there's actually um, quite a few of those uh, transit supervans in uh, the Hot Wheels version. There's been... Oh, I'm not surprised. Like, 9 or 10 of them. 